you know, I felt like God brought me out of the shadows all to do what? Just to embarrass me. And for now I got all these followers. Now I'm about to be embarrassed in front of everyone. And all this pain that just impacted me, hit me at one time. God was prepping you all through your life to handle this year. Mm. So death this year was never an option. Mm. Failure this year was never an option. You were born to handle it. And God has gotten glory through your life. Hey, you guys, welcome to In Totality, a place where we celebrate authenticity and openness. We're here for those who are willing to explore, those who embrace imperfections, and for those with open hearts and minds. I'm excited to embark on this journey with you. And while I can't predict every twist and turn, I'm certain that God will be by our side with every step of obedience. Welcome to In Totality with me, your host, Megan Ashley. Because you're running towards the light, anything that tries to attack you or chase you will get exposed to. Because if you're in the oh. light, then it will get exposed. And so what God was telling me is, is that, and I felt like it was a almost like a warning for others because I feel, I mean, and for myself, I'm going to take, take heed to it too. Mm -hmm. But I, it felt like he was saying, tell them to embrace this private flashlight that I'm putting on them like embrace it in the oh, private wow. because in because if they don't take it in the private oh wow. it's going to happen in public yeah and I would rather God expose me privately the way that he has been exposed like this season of my life he has exposed some things in me that I wasn't even always aware was there. And they haven't been good things. Same. You know, they have not been good things. They have been some very ugly things that God has exposed about me. But he did it in private. And he owned, and he did it because I allowed him to. Mm -hmm. Because the the scripture says what, what's done in secret will be revealed in the light. Mm -hmm. And I think people take that and they weaponize it. But it goes both ways. Whatever you're doing privately and in secret, good or bad, is going to get exposed. And if you don't allow the bad to get exposed privately, it's going to get exposed publicly. Yeah. And you have to take that time of just allowing God to strip you and expose all the, the things that that you need to get rid of so that he can do the work that he's trying to do in you because there's coming a time where there's about to be some flashlights publicly on people. And we're seeing it. That's here 2024. There. Yeah. We're seeing it. Yeah. But I feel like that's coming. It's about to get loud. The scripture that comes to mind is when Jesus says work while it is day. Yep. Because well, okay. the night is coming when no man can work. Get, get me while I'm sitting here in front of you. Yep. Because the time is coming where blanket deception is coming. Mm -hmm. I feel as though people are going to begin exposed out in the public and it's almost going to be like it won't matter to them. Mm. Like their mind will be so far gone that they will justify, justify their struggle, justify those things. We are seeing a tainting of the word of God in a way we've never seen before, where people are literally twisting scripture to fit what they deal with because they don't want to have to die mm -hmm. to their self. Mm -hmm. So God has to expose in the public. And at that point, when it becomes an exposure in the public, it's no longer for you no more. Yep. It's to warn his people. Yep. yep. I don't want to be a warning. Yeah. I don't want to be that type of example. No, like that, yeah. like uh, I'm, good I'm good on that. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good on that. I choose to die. Yeah. In private. Yeah. You know, that's one of the main things we was talking about on the phone. Yeah. Just 
living a dead life. Yeah. Yeah. And if I don't learn how to die in every area of my life, I think about it like this. Cause, cause this is, this is like a really heavy subject for me. Cause I, cause I'm, I'm seeing it so heavy in the yeah. body. Yeah. Uh, Romans 12 and one. I said this to you, Paul, at the end of all the stuff he says in the books of, in, in the book of Romans, in, in Romans 12 and one, he says, now with all of that information I just gave you, mm-hmm. I'm begging you mm-hmm. present your body to God as a living sacrifice. All the information he gave was uh, you're more than conquerors. Mm-hmm. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Mm-hmm. There's therefore now no condemnation. Mm-hmm. All those great things that you, you're saved by faith. Mm-hmm. God has redeemed you. Jesus has made you right. All that good stuff. With all of the good stuff I told you about coming into Christianity. Mm-hmm. Now here's the big part. I need you to give your body to mm-hmm. me. I need you to give your being to me. And I was talking about how sacrifice in scripture, um, the, the law of first mention in the Bible is wherever something is first mentioned in the Bible, it holds that weight throughout the whole Bible, mm-hmm. holds that precedence, that definition. When you first see sacrifice in the Bible, it has to do with death. Mm-hmm. And so when Paul is talking about sacrifice, it's the same definition, mm-hmm. death. And he says, present your body as a living mm-hmm. sacrifice, mm-hmm. living sacrifice, live dead mm-hmm. live dead live your life as a dead man yep. dead to your ways dead to your wants yep. dead to your desires yep. live as a dead man so that christ can inhabit all of you yep. jesus is not interested in occupying living things yep. he wants to get inside and quicken that which is dead yeah he wants to quicken that which is dead so paul says be a living sacrifice also denoting that you don't start to live until, until you, you die. die yeah be a living sacrifice, yeah. a living sacrifice. And he says a holy sacrifice mm-hmm. also like a living and holy sacrifice. I give the example of um, like a pen. If I'm, if I'm writing with a pen, the pen is holy mm-hmm. because holiness means to be separated for a certain use. Mm-hmm. When I'm writing with the pen, I'm using it for what it was made for. Mm-hmm. So it's a holy pen. Mm-hmm. If I take that pen and stab you with it, it becomes unholy mm-hmm. because it's no longer being used for the purpose that it was supposed to be used for. Mm-hmm. If That's I pick good. my nose, it's not holy anymore because yeah. it's no longer being used for the purpose yeah. it was made for. You're only holy when you're doing what you were made to do. Yeah. And you were made to submit to God. Yeah. You were made to That's give it. him glory. You yeah. were made to give him your life. Yeah. So holiness has never been about what you wear. Yeah. It's never been about a skirt. Yeah. It's never been about your hair. Yeah. It's never been about earrings and tattoos. Yeah. Holiness has always been a position. Yeah. I hold the position of holiness because I hold obedience to God. Yeah. Right. So, so he says, be a living and holy sacrifice. And this is what God will find acceptable. Mm. Next sentence says, and this is truly the way to worship him. Mm. Exposing the fact that worship has never been a song. Mm -hmm. Worship has never been a tempo. Tempo. Yeah. Worship has been a life. Yep. And a heart posture. And a heart posture. Do you live in worship? Yeah. So giving our bodies to God, in private yeah. prevents the public exposure, yeah. but giving your body to God, giving every area of your life to God. Yeah. Jesus is not interested in sharing space in you. Nope. He's never been interested in sharing space with you. I get this example and people laugh at this. Um, God deals with me in movies. Mm-hmm. So I see analogies in movies. I don't know. I don't know if I said this to you or not, 
But I just watched again the movie Poetic Justice with Tupac and Janet Jackson. Mm -hmm. Bless their names. <laughs> uh, bless, bless them. Excuse bless me. Them. <laughs> bless them. Tupac and Janet Jackson. When I was young, I did I didn't I didn't understand this scene, but I understood it when I got older. Mm -hmm. The scene where Tupac comes into the house mm -hmm. when and and the daughter and the boy are playing like coloring or something mm -hmm. like that, and the daughter is Tupac's and the woman's daughter. Mm -hmm. And Tupac's in there. He say he sits on the couch, and another man comes in. And I didn't know that that man was the son's daddy. Mm. So two of her baby daddies are just in her house, right? Mm -hmm. So they're in her house and they're cool with each other. Tupac mm. and the man is cool. It's like it's like a weird dysfunctional mm. dynamic, but they're cool. And the son and the and the son and the daughter in there playing. And Tupac finds a crack pipe on the floor. Mm. Picks up the crack pipe, like, what's this? Busts in her room because she's in the back room. When he busts in the room, she's in a room with another man being intimate, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Tupac cusses her out, snaps on her. The guy comes out the room. And when he comes out the room, Tupac and the other baby daddy beat him up mm. and kick him out. Mm -hmm. So she had a house where these two men were allowed to come in whenever they wanted to. And so when she would try to be intimate with another man, the two things that had access to her house would always kick that man out. Mm. And for a lot of us, we're trying to be intimate with Jesus, but we left an open door for addiction. Mm -hmm. We left an open door for perversion. Mm -hmm. We left an open door for pride. Mm -hmm. And they could just come in and out your house whenever. And so whenever you try to be intimate with God, it never lasts long because your addiction ends up kicking them out yeah, the house. Something else. Yeah. Your, you know, your perversion ends up kicking them out the house. When you, when it's said to give God your body, it means deny access to all the stuff you let in and out your house. Yeah. Because you can't be intimate with God. Yeah. And intimate with your Other, addiction. Yeah. Because he, and it says, I mean, he says you can't serve two masters. You can't serve two you masters. You can't serve two masters. And I, I think in that time, like my, I, I, and I talked to you about this a little bit, but I grew up with a praying mom and with, a, you know, my mother is the greatest Christian that I know. And I'm so thankful that I had a mom that prays and knows mm -hmm. God intimately. Mm -hmm. And like, so much so that I was scared at anything I did in private. I was I knew I was gonna get caught because I knew God was gonna immediately tell my mom, and she hadn't. She wouldn't have to be nowhere near the vicinity. I just knew <laughs> that he would. He was gonna tell her, 100%. and um. So I, she used to tell me all this time, all the time. This elder that we had in our church, um, she was asking him, just seeking wisdom and asking him about about pride, and um, mm. he said to her, "You can't kill a dead man." And that came up to me the other day or a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of weeks ago, it came up and I was so hurt by something and mad. And I was like feeling like, you know what? I feel like I really have been, you know, in my Jesus bag. Like I've just been letting stuff roll. <laughs> I ain't really said a whole lot, you it's know, minding time. my business. I'm, I'm praying for the ones that I feel like are persecuting me. I'm, you know, I'm mm -hmm. really just doing the right thing. And you know what? I, today's the day I'm gonna snap back. Like I'm a, you know, 100%. and I, I was feeling like I was ready to clap back about mm -hmm. some stuff. And, um, I was just hurt and I was hurt and I was sad. I was angry, all the things. And God clear as day said, the faster you die, the less this will hurt. Mm. Mm. He's like, you want this pain to be over? You better hurry up and die. And oh I'm like, gosh. I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks and bricks. And it reminded me of what my mom used to say is that you can't kill a dead man. It's like when you die to yourself and you die to this flesh and you allow Christ to live inside of you. Mm -hmm. But if you're dead, 
what can hurt you? What can offend you? What can tempt you? If you're dead and you're deciding to be new in Christ, what can tempt you away from him? What can, um, what can, you know, make you upset or what can even motivate you? Like even <laughs> the praises of people, not, not even that can motivate a dead man if he mm -hmm. did. Right. So all those things, it, it was hitting me. It hit me like a ton of bricks. It said, the faster you die, the less this will hurt. Factors delicious, ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition pack add-ons to help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done all the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved and nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals a week. Plus, you can pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash totality50 and use code totality50 and get 50% off. That's code totality50 at factormeals.com slash totality50 to get 50% off. All right, guys, back to the show. All right, guys, before we continue on with this episode, just a quick announcement. Black representation in media is super important to our community as it promotes diversity, challenges stereotypes, and allows for more authentic storytelling. It helps foster a sense of belonging and can positively impact societal perceptions and breaking down biases. Tabitha Brown, Ava DuVernay, Viola Davis, Issa Rae all have made significant contributions to film, television, and media paving the way for more diversity and inclusion. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories and black truths. I recently listened to an episode titled The Civil Rights Generation. The show gives a deeper look into the stories beyond the history book providing firsthand accounts of what happened from the people who actually lived it. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. It's NPR's Noir. 
Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices that are varied, nuanced, and Black. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys, back to the show. I, I think that's so, that's so powerful because the way God gave it to me was that a dead man doesn't fight back. <laughs> so like, I think I said this example to you. If I take your arm right now, anybody in this room, take their arm and I pull it back. Mm -hmm. If it reaches a point where you are uncomfortable, you're going to swing back at yep. some point. You're going to have to. If you're dead, I can do whatever I want to do Never with your happen. body. Yep. Like you, you will not fight. Like to the point of me breaking something. Yeah. Making something uncomfortable. And Jesus is just tired of fighting with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he he doesn't want any reaction. When I tell you to pray for this person, I just want you to do it. Yeah. And some of us are at this place right now where it's so like the time is so yeah. sensitive. Yeah. It's so urgent. Yeah. You don't have time to not do what God is telling you to do. You don't have time to stall it or anything of that nature. Like it's time to act now. Yeah. On everything he's given you to do. Yeah. Um, With what you said, there's a scripture. I want to read it. John, John 12. Mm -hmm. And so John 12 uh, and 24, I told y'all the new living translation is mm -hmm. up and it's stuck. John 12 and 24. Jesus says this, Jesus um, just healed Lazarus, got um, anointed by Mary with the, with the perfume and all that stuff. But he get, but he gives this lesson. He says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. Mm -hmm but its death will produce many new kernels. Mm. So if a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it's going to produce fruit. It only produces fruit when it dies. Mm. Trees only produce fruit when they die or mm -hmm. like, or like when, like, you know, more trees when they yeah. die and the, and the seed falls into the ground. He says the kernel of wheat has to be planted. It has to die. Then you will produce fruit, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Verse 25, those who love their life in this world will lose it. Mm-hmm. And those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for an eternity. 26, anyone who's, who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am, mm -hmm. where he is currently. Mm -hmm. We got to be there. Mm -hmm. I want to explain what that means, but <laughs> because my servants must be where I am and my father will honor anyone who serves me. When he says my servants must be where I am, scripture tells us that Jesus is seated at the right hand of mm -hmm. God. It tells us that we are spiritually seated with Jesus. Mm -hmm. That means like when you die, you're dying to your flesh. Mm -hmm. Your spirit is living. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're a living spirit. Your position spiritually is in heaven with Jesus. Mm -hmm. That means that your fight is at that level. Yeah. Your, your, your eyesight should be at that level. Yeah. You're not fighting ground devils anymore. Yeah. So this is why your 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 battle is no longer with flesh and blood because yeah. you died. Yeah. So it's not about the person talking about you. Yeah. It's something behind that. Yeah. It's not about what your mama said to you. It's something behind that. Mm -hmm. It's not about your coworker. Mm -hmm. You're spiritual now. Mm -hmm. So your fight is beyond them. Yeah. I'm no longer fighting ground level devils. Yep. Or ground level issues. If I'm spiritual, he's saying, if you want to serve me, follow me so that you can be where I am. And when Jesus says, follow me, he's talking about his process. Yeah. Okay. So what was Jesus's process? And really he's talking about the process to the cross. When he says, pick up your cross, follow me. Mm -hmm. He's talking about the process to Calvary. So what was the process to Calvary? He started in the garden mm -hmm. of Gethsemane. 
where he prayed that God would do his will over his own will mm -hmm. to the point where he sweat blood. Mm -hmm. That means he went through pain to submit. Mm -hmm. his, his blood blood vessels bust. Like that's how hard it was for his yeah. body to say yes to God. You know, and it's like, I probably would have shed some blood too if I knew I was going on a cross. Can I tell you? I would have prayed so hard. Ooh, but can I tell you something though? This is deep. Okay. This is deep for the for the for, for the whole platform. When I studied um Jesus dying and like him not wanting to die, mm -hmm. him not wanting to do it, I studied and learned it really had nothing to do with the cross. Mm. So when you think about this, the Bible says um when Jesus was on the cross, he took on sin. He took on sin. And while he's on the cross, or while he's going through the process of the cross, you never hear him complain about pain. Mm. Okay, so like just just back at home, study it. You never hear him, and they hit him, and he screamed. Mm -hmm. You would hear you would hear other people in scripture like David cried until he could cry no more. Mm -hmm. This person wept and writhed in pain. Jesus never screamed in pain. Mm -mm. Now. His intestines were being ripped out. His spine was being exposed. If you watch the movie, The Passion of Christ. Pales in comparison. It is the prettiest thing. Jesus would have loved to go through that <laughs> physically. The Bible says in, in the book of Isaiah, you would not know whether or not he was a man or a woman on the cross. That means his body was so disfigured, you couldn't tell whether or not he was a man or a woman. When Jesus. Romans crucified you, they did it butt naked. That means he was completely naked and you could not tell. But then that means his body was mutilated, spine exposed, nerves pinched with tent peg like nails, railroad like nails. He is on the cross suffocating. So he has to lean up and down. He's on a rugged cross. That means his spine and muscle and tissue is exposed and it's rubbing on a splintered cross because mm. he has to lift up to breathe and back down. And he's rubbing it for six hours. He does not scream about any of that. Jesus takes on sin. Mm. And the Bible says at noon, the sky gets black. Mm -hmm. And it gets black for about three hours. At the end of the three hours, Jesus screams and says, God, Ugh, God, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Mm -mm -mm. His pain in the garden was not over the pain of the whip, the nails, them pulling chunks of his beard out, anything like that. It was because for three hours, his father, God was going to turn his back on him and turn his face to you. Jesus, every day of his life, spent so intimate with the father. That three hours without him mm, mm, mm. made him sweat blood. That is a spiritual life. <laughs> that is a dead life. When is the last time missing prayer in the morning made you scream? Jesus. Scream in pain, scream in agony. Jesus wasn't scared of anything that man could do to him. He was scared of separation mm, mm, mm. for any amount of time. Because his life source was God. That's the type of life God is calling us into. Mm. And it's few people 
that are catching it. Mm, mm-mm. And he's connecting them. He's pulling them out of caves. He's pulling them out of caverns. What's happening, Megan, is the wheat and the tares. Have <laughs> when now... you took, when you, t- this blew my <laughs> mind. Can I tell the them? Wheat... Can I talk about it? Jay, Jay about to throw a can at you. Because <laughs> I had told them about what you said and, and it, because the wheat and the tear, I told you, mm-hmm. I told you a few things that I felt like through the spirit, God was really showing me. One yeah. is a sense of urgency. Yes. Um, and and that God and that the so there's a sense of urgency and that the enemy is trying to pervert the sense of urgency with the people of God and confusing it for anxiety. So when that was people so, good. so people are feeling people of God are feeling this sense of urgency, but they're the enemy's making them think it's anxiety. So there's that. And then there was um the wheat and the tear. Mm-hmm. Um and and I love that parable because the wheat and the tear grow at the same time. It, it says that the the farmer basically is like, don't pull them too soon. Let them grow at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then it says at the right time, I will separate and bind the tear mm-hmm. and burn it and um, co- gather the wheat and bind the tear and burn it. And so when I brought this up to you, you have to share with them what you said about why the wheat and tear have to come up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because when I say, it it puts so much in perspective. Mm-hmm. It puts so much of this season in perspective for me. So please share them with them. Yeah. Um, I feel God. Mm-hmm. Um, with what I feel like God is doing at this time, just to just to just to just give that context, I feel like God is separating us now. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a big separation. And it's amazing the people that he's picked. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what we've gone through to get to this moment. But now God is like picking out his people. Mm -hmm. And so with the wheat and tear, the Bible says that the farmer sowed good seed and it was planted. And then at night while the workers slept, Mm -hmm. some enemies came in Mm -hmm. and sowed in tears. And it was while the workers were asleep. Mm -hmm. Workers are preachers, ministers of the gospel. There was a time we went to sleep and weren't paying attention and we're letting anything fly. Mm-hmm. And then enemies came in and started sowing things that looked like God, but wasn't God. And those seeds planted in those people's hearts is becoming tares now. But in the beginning, it says, don't pull it because if you pull the tares, you're going to pull some of the wheat too. Mm-hmm. Meaning that in their immature phase, they both looked alike. <laughs> in your immaturity in God, you look like you're still in the world. You look like you're still not saved. That's why it's confusing to the body because they want you to change how you look so that you can look it right now. But you're just in your immature phase. Mm, mm, mm. You really have pure seed in your heart. Mm -hmm. And there are some that don't. Mm -hmm. And so in their immature phase, they both look alike. But then they grow up. and And that's what's happened now. We've grown up. We've matured. And over time, when you mature, when the weed and the tear mature, the difference between them and, and lit, literally is the tear when it's mature, the weed, it sticks straight up like this. And the wheat, when it's mature, it bows. Mm, mm, mm. And God is seeing who is his and who is not. By their posture. By their posture. Mm-hmm. By who is saying, I'm good. I got this. Grace. I'm good. I'm fine. Grace. Grace. Oh, they finally accept me for me. I've just gone to a place where I'm accepted, aka I've gone to a place where they're not challenging me. Mm-hmm. But I'm 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 good. Mm-hmm. And God is looking for those that bow. 
whatever you want to do. Whatever you say, God. Whatever you say. However you want. The wheat bows. Now, here's the part of the story I didn't think about till, till we talked. Mm -hmm. This is good. so powerful. Mm -hmm. He says, when that time comes where I see who's bowing in reverence and I see who is just prideful and stuck in their own ways, mm -hmm. who thinks that they found God and have found an imitation. When, I, when that time comes, I take the tear. I bind that up. I burn that. Some people get ready to be turned over to a reprobate mind. I turn them over. Go, go and get the God that you created. Go, go. Go, go get him because I have more pressing business with these guys. Mm. He then takes the wheat and he binds up the wheat. But now the wheat must go through a process. The wheat must be beat and stripped <laughs> and then pressed and molded. It's not enough that you've bowed, but you've bowed to be stripped. You've bowed to be beat. This mm -hmm. threshing wheat. Mm -hmm. You bowed to be molded, to be compacted with others. Mm -hmm. And we're both all going through this molding, this pressing, so that you can eventually become bread and feed others. Yeah. And bread, when it's bread, it's blessed and it's broken mm -hmm. and given. The wheat and the tares is a difference between people who want God as they found him and those who are willing to be processed, yeah. stripped, beat, pressed, molded, conformed, mm -hmm. and given to others. Mm -hmm. That's the separation we're seeing right now. And we're going to continue to see it. We're going to continue to see it. But if God, if if you're if you're listening to this, and you and you feel like God has been calling you and pulling on you, I need you to respond right now. Mm -hmm. I need you to respond while it's day. Mm -hmm. The night is coming. Yeah. The night is coming, and I see 2024 being a year of deception. Mm -hmm. in a way that we've not seen before. The Lord spoke to me and said the year 2024 will be a year of false prophecy. Mm. He said people will stand and boldly declare what I have said and I have not said anything. Mm -mm. And yes, you've seen it in time past. Mm -hmm. Yes, it seemed like it's going on. He said you're going to see it at a rate you've not seen it before. Lord God. And people who are tares will fall for it because you already want the God that you created. The ones that bow only accept the true God. Yeah. And so that's that's what's happening right now. And I, you know, I get emotional, I guess, about it because I see why I went through all the stuff I went through mm -hmm. and what he was trying to do in me. Yeah. I had to come to the end of myself. Yep. Because I feel like I'm a part of that remnant. Yes. I feel like you're a part of that remnant. And and it's not a few things. And I know we have to get out of here. We have to let these people go. Um, but we holding them hostage. No, I know, I know, but this is so good. And I need you guys to understand because we get a lot of these comments, um, where, where they hear the strong language of beaten and broken and mm. death and this, and people wow. feel very, it, it feels off putting to those who don't believe and don't know God's word. 100%. Um, they feel like, well, what kind of God beats you and God, or even people who say that they, you know, you, they profess the faith and they're like, God isn't, you know, God doesn't beat you and mm -hmm. da, da, and, and let me be, and let me be clear. 
life is going to life. Period. The difference is you're you're going to get beaten regardless. regardless right? Because life is going to life. Yes. The difference is, mm-hmm. is that the purpose and why, why are you being beat? Cause God doesn't just beat you. Right. Like you mm-hmm. talked about stripping away. He's stripping away things that you were never created to be. That's a kindness of him. He's stripping those things. Like you, you're, you, they hear that and they hear, Oh God, he's so mean. I mean, God, no, that's a kindness. You hear beaten, he's beating things out of you. If that's what it takes to get it out of you, that's a kindness. Now I'm thinking about how I think about my children and Mm -hmm. what I would not do to make sure that they're okay. All right, you guys, at this point, I know we can spot a too good to be true health hack a mile away. Do you check for the latest studies on health aging or do you read labels like it's your job? Come on, be honest. Is that you? Well, congratulations. You're a skeptic. And Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds their standards. Ritual's Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. I love Ritual Essentials because for women 18 and older, this is one of the few multivitamins that are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen-free, certified bee crop, and made traceable. Gentle on an empty stomach with a minty essence in every bottle that helps making taking your multivitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com totality. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com totality for 25% off. All right, back to the show. Okay, you guys, before we continue on with this episode, have you ever been on a hunt for a new doctor and you ask everyone? So I totally know what this feels like. You ask everybody who you know for a doctor that listens to you, knows what you need, makes you feel comfortable. After weeks of searching and asking everyone around town, you finally find the one. It's close to the kids' school, it's close to your house, it's amazing, it checks all the boxes. So then you call the office, you make an appointment, and they actually have an available appointment. Everything is working out just right. But then the receptionist tells you that the perfect doctor that you've been waiting for and you search all over for doesn't take your insurance. I'm telling you right now, wipe the tears, put away the ice cream, and head over to ZocDoc.com to find and book a doctor who is right for you and takes your insurance. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones that take your insurance, that are located near you, and treat almost every and any condition you're searching for. These doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients, not robots. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc.com is between 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. You can find the doctor you want and book them immediately with just a few app taps. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com totality and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com totality. 
zocdoc.com slash totality. All right, guys, back to the show. There's nothing that I would, there's no measure that I wouldn't go to, to make sure that they're okay. And, and what God showed me was, is that in the rough, the, the toughest season of my life where I lost my marriage, I lost a significant relationship that was so significant to me outside of my marriage, a friendship that was so important to me that was like, I mean, in some ways that person became more important than you know, my husband and That's my chip, you know what That's I'm saying? Scripture. That relationship was so important to me that, mm-hmm. that fell apart. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like God, you brought me to, you, you, you brought me out of the shadows and, you know, forced me into this thing. I didn't even want to do it all to do what, like you said, you brought me all this way just to embarrass me. And for now I got all these followers. Now I'm about to be embarrassed in front of everyone and all this pain that I felt like just impacted me, especially in May came all like hit me at one time. And what God has shown me recently is that the most painful things that I experienced have been a mercy. That was a, that was my mercy. Jesus. That was my kindness. And you see that and other people might see that as like, Oh no, you know, what kind of God would allow such horrible things like what kind of God would want you to be in that type of pain or what, whatever, but it was his mercy mm-hmm. because had it not been, I would not be with him in the way that I'm with him. I wouldn't be in him in the way that I am. I wouldn't know his word in the way that I know his word. I would not have this intimacy with him like I do now. Had I not had everything stripped away from me, had I not lost that marriage, had I not lost that relationship, had I not lost, like all these things, had I had that not been, I wouldn't be who he designed me to be and how kind of him to do anything to restore me back to him. That's how much he loves me. He'll do anything to get me back. And I think about my children, I'm like, if, in the sense of the prodigal son, right? Mm-hmm. If my child was to, what lengths would I not go? And mm-hmm. I think about Hosea and Gomer, where he tells Hosea, go get Gomer. And she has now decided to be in prostitution. She's running the streets. She's hoeing around. And, mm-hmm. and God doesn't tell Gomer to go back to Hosea. He tells Hosea to go find <laughs> Gomer. He says, go find her to the point mm-hmm. where if you got to pay for her back, then you pay for her back. He paid for what was already his. Gomer was his wife. And he had to pay to get Gomer back. Mm-hmm. The same thing that God has done for us. We were already his, yet he paid the price of his son to restore us back to him. If he's willing to allow his son to be beaten and broken and intestines ripped out and spine exposed, you think you're not going to go through a little bit of pain to be restored back to him? If that's what he did for his son, yes, you're going to go through something, but it's for a purpose. It's not for nothing. And going through pain without God is for nothing. You do it for nothing, but going through it with him, for him, it's for something. Cause like you said, the wheat, it gets stripped and gets broken, but it's to give and feed and like, it's for something. It's for something. And yes, my child got diagnosed with autism. He got diagnosed with fragile X syndrome. He's nonverbal. I got a divorce. I lost my friend. I lost my other podcast. All these things Mm. to bring me to this. Hmm. To bring me to this moment where I have DMs, fl- I've flooded with, I'm now, I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm changing this. I'm in therapy. I'm talking to my kids about Christ. I'm do, yeah, if he had to, he it wasn't for nothing. 
It wasn't like I went through all that for nothing. Lives are being changed. My life has been changed. My children's life, the people in my life, their lives are changing as a result of my yes to him. So it's not for nothing. So you hear these strong languages and you hear these strong words like beaten and broken and sacrifice and dying to yourself. But know that it takes drastic measures to be restored to this drastic God who is the God of the universe. And, and it sounds like it's, it's brutal, but it's not. And life is brutal and doing it without God, you're going to do it for nothing. It's going to be for nothing. It's going to be brutal regardless. It's going to be brutal regardless. That just hit my heart because it, it puts in perspective all the pain and all the things that I've even experienced. And, and like, just as you were talking, um, the scripture that came to mind for me is John 12 and 27. When Jesus, after all these great things, he says to his disciples, now my soul is deeply troubled. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Jesus felt soul pain. Mm-hmm. And, and and there's a group of you, the reason why what we've said about beating and different mm-hmm. things like that is off-putting is because you've been probably going through a season of soul pain as well, mm-hmm. where your soul is hurting. Mm-hmm. It's not like emotional or anything like that. He says, my soul is deeply troubled. Now, should I pray, God, save me from this? Mm-hmm. And it's powerful that Jesus is saying this because he is the only one in human history that actually deserves to be saved from it. Yeah. We yeah. deserve worse. Yeah. Yeah. If you may not be, you know, you may not be a believer or whatever. God is holy. Yeah. God is holy. We are infinitely less than God, (laughs) not holy at all. God is completely good. God is completely holy. He's infinitely holy. Mm -hmm. So if I tell a lie, I am offending an infinite God. Mm. It deserves an infinite punishment. Mm. The reason why we think that that's outlandish is because we don't really grasp who God is. But, But he's infinitely holy. Jesus was the only one that was perfect and he deserved to be saved Mm. from it. He deserved to not feel any type of pain. He says, should I pray? Asking his disciples. Now, now what should I pray? Father, save me from this. Mm -hmm. He says, but it was for this very reason that I was born. Mm -hmm. I was born to endure this. Mm -hmm. I was born to handle this. Mm -hmm. I was born to make it through this. So instead, my prayer will be, Father, glorify your name. Yeah. Bring glory to your name. Yeah. For those of us that are in this season of, of breaking, in this season of molding, I need your prayer to stop being God. Get me out. I had to, I had to get free from wanting freedom more than I wanted God. I had to get free from wanting, (laughs) from wanting breakthrough more than I wanted God. Yikes. I really did. You talking. What, what is it that you want more than God? Even if it's your own freedom. Or more followers. Or more followers. More, more, more likes. More likes. More more engagement. More money. More money. What is more it that you want? Yeah. More speaking engagements, more all those things. What is it that you want more? Now, for me, my my response to that has has, has always been weird because I always associate that with pain. Mm-hmm. I associate speaking engagements with pain. Mm-hmm. Oh, some 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 terrible thing happened to yep. me. <laughs> if I That's go, literally, how my mind ah! be thinking <laughs> every day. You know, for sure. You know, uh, my girlfriend always like helps me with that because like my mind goes to the like the darkness of yeah. it. Like I'm finna get through, I'm finna go through something. But mm-hmm. I'm realizing what Jesus said right here. I was born for this. Mm-hmm. Megan, you were born to deal with everything you dealt with this year. 
That is crazy to think. Yeah. That the little girl you were raising up, God was prepping you all through your life to handle this year. Mm -hmm. So death this year was never an option. Mm -hmm. Failure this year was never an option. You were born to handle it. And God has gotten glory through your life. Mm -hmm. He's gotten glory through it all. He's gotten glory through me. Mm -hmm. He's gotten glory through everybody in this room. But God has gotten glory through you. He says, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it will stay alone. Mm. But if it dies, it produces more fruit. The fruit is new lives. Yeah. You've impacted so many people. But what's going to happen with you next is going to be bigger than what you can imagine. Mm. It just is. Mm. And so it's, you were born to handle this. Jesus says, I'm going to pray, Father, get glory through your name. The Bible says God instantly speaks out and says, I've already got glory mm. and I'm going to get it again. Mm. The people look around, they're, they're amazed they heard God speak. And Jesus says something so powerful to them. He says, that voice that y'all just heard was for y'all benefit. Not for mine. Not for mine. <laughs> the followers, the podcast views, the things God is doing in your life is not for, the loud things God is doing mm -hmm. is not for your benefit. Mm -hmm. It's so that we can all see that God's been with you this mm -hmm. whole time. Mm -hmm. But God gave you your confirmation in the prayer closet. God mm -hmm. gave you your confirmation alone. Mm -hmm. And he stood you up so that when you stand in front of people, you're not looking for their affirmation. You're not looking for anything from them. You got what you needed from God yeah. by yourself because you're willing to go through that process and that pain. Yeah. God is glorifying himself through you. And if you're listening to this right now and you are going and, and, and you're taking that pain patiently, you're not becoming bitter. Mm -hmm. You're becoming better. Mm-hmm. If you're taking it patiently, God is getting glory yeah. and he's going to get it again. Yeah, It's going to be a continuous cycle of God I getting glory, that. God getting glory, God getting glory. So my prayer now is not that God stops the mess that I'm going through. Get glory through it and teach me through it. Mm. Teach me through it. James chapter one, when you go through trials of any kind, he says, consider it an yeah. opportunity mm -hmm. for joy. Mm -hmm. You got divorced. Smile. Yep. Child yeah. got diagnosed, smile. That yeah. sounds crazy. Yep. But God's kingdom is upside down. He mm -hmm. says, it's an opportunity to, to have joy. Mm -hmm. Meaning that you, 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 you ignore opportunities of joy when you avoid bad times. Mm. You're avoiding joy if yeah. you're avoiding bad times. You're avoiding pain, yeah. If you're avoiding pain, you're avoiding joy. He says, pain, trials, tribulations is your opportunity for joy. Mm -hmm. Anything mm -hmm. other than that is your opportunity for temporary fixes. If you want something permanent, go after the trial. Christians see trial as like trampolines. <laughs> they see trial as like classrooms. They see trial as opportunity. As a Christian, whatever the devil attacks, that's something that God is trying to touch. If he attacks you in relationship, he's trying to build new relationships. If he attacks you in finances, he's trying to grow new things. Wherever the, wherever the devil attacks you, it's a distraction yep. from what God is trying to do in that area. Yeah. We as Christians, we see it as opportunities for joy. So if you're going through any hard time, if you're going through any pressing, any beating, look at the life of Megan. Look at the life of people in the scriptures. Look at the life of those that have said yes to God. And look what happens when you keep saying yes. Mm, that's the part. Keep saying yes. And you keep saying yes. Every day. Look what happens when you keep saying yes. Your life is a picture of the faithfulness of God. Mm. Every episode is a picture of the faithfulness of God. Love that. It's going to be bigger and bigger and bigger. 
It's going to be more and more and more. None of that mm-hmm. stuff. None of that stuff tickles your fancy. No, at all. It's not like, oh, oh, goodness, okay. The way I want to get a nine to five. <laughs> none of that tickles your fancy. But God is doing mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. And it's beautiful to watch it unfold. And it will be beautiful. Yeah. It will be beautiful. Yeah. He's more than pleased with you and anybody that's <laughs> taking this time patiently. Yeah. Please hear me. God is so pleased. Yeah. God I is pleased. That. So, yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for coming. For shizzle. I feel like you, there were so many things um, that were said that were just needed. Mm. Like, I could feel... There were so many things, just so, <laughs> yeah. so many things that I know that I feel, and I'm like, "Ooh, yeah, that's that needed that needed to be that needed to be said." And yeah. I know that um, I know that this conversation will offer that opportunity for a lot of people to make a decision. And um, I know our prayer is that you make it, and that you make it with your whole heart, sincerely, and that you don't turn away from it because. Um, like, like he was, like Norris was saying, um, the scripture that says, seek me while I can be found. There's going to come a time where it might be hard to find the light with as much darkness comes into this culture and in our world, it's going to be very hard to find the light. It's not that the light won't be there, but it will be hard to find. And so that invitation is open to you guys to say yes, you know, and, um, and we'll be here doing the same thing, trying to encourage everyone and while we're encouraging ourselves to commit and submit to God every single day. So um, I pray that this episode blessed you guys. If you know someone that maybe needed to be encouraged or to hear a, a true testimony, a real testimony, because Norris, you got a real testimony. You don't be giving that like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know how people give they have testimony mm. or like a watered down version. So you was like, I was popping Molly's. I said, ah, I'm Molly's? sweating. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You don't hear a lot of people that are just that honest. And so yeah. um, I know mm. that that is going to bless so many people and it was so necessary. And so I hope you guys were able to um, come away encouraged and, um, and yeah, you know, this was great. Thank you. And we got to have sure. you back on again. But oh, thank you it. guys so much for joining me on another episode of In Totality. Make sure you click subscribe, turn your notifications on, join my Patreon. All exclusive content is on my Patreon. Um, my vlog series is on there. Just all types of stuff. You'll see mm. some bonus content from Norris and all my guests. And so please head over to my Patreon and um, join the community, the village community and um, follow Norris on all social media platforms. His information will be in the description box below and we will see you guys next time. Hey, you guys, before you go, I just wanted to say how grateful I am for your love and support. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment and share it with a friend or a family member. If you could do me one huge favor, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a heartfelt review. It helps others just like you discover the podcast. You guys, let's continue to spread the inspiration. For more about me and the podcast, visit www.themeganashley.com. Until next time, stay encouraged that you are so valuable and so loved.